The Earth Church here, Reverend Billy. Welcome to the radio show. What are we living in? If we cannot see, identify, take in as knowledge what's real, what is real is the Earth is involved in a hyperactive evolutionary spasm that is bound to sweep everything aside in a matter of months or years. We don't even notice. Politicians can't mention the sixth extinction. The concept and the phrase not reaching us. That's because we're living on a second planet. And that's the design of our most valuable companies. Stock prices, the latest app, AI, immersive virtuality, robots. The monoculture, copying. The economy is copying the earth. And the earth is saying, well, no. The earth will not be virtualized. You know, I woke up this morning thinking, well, if the main thing, the main material fact of our lives can't be publicly mentioned... Maybe there's a phrase I can make up. Maybe there's something I can say, some words that will bust through the bubble. I came up with a couple here. See if it breaks through to you. Well, that was one of them. The earth will not be virtualized. Reality is underrated. That's not very good. AI is a billionaire fart. That's a little more effective, but kind of not very articulate. Virtuality makes hate, but virtuality makes anything. Virtuality makes hate into love. Virtuality makes more virtuality. It's all fake. The police believe they are real. Bankers that finance gas and oil emissions think they are real. But billionaires die. All the immigrants stay. They're surfing into town on a wave of the sixth extinction. That's what the scientists call what's happening. Not a phrase that anybody can remember. And it's a narcissist misnomer because it's just named by people who believe they will be extinguished by the earth, which they will be. So they're afraid, so they call it the extinction. Well, let's call it evolution. Let's call it life. Life is making life. Life insists on life continuing. That's good. That's good even if it's bad for me. AI, it's a bore. The immigrants stay. Let's make love all day. Real love. Real love. Okay? <laughs> Is this really it? Feels like these past few days have gone by so fast.
bracing myself for the end of the world. It's implosion. It's weird to think about. What's even weirder is what comes next. Nothing, right? It's like we've all come this far and now there's just nothing. All of our lives, living and striving, leading up to this moment where we just vanish into nothingness. It's like a power switch that just got flipped and all the lights went out. I feel like I should be more scared than I am, but the truth is, this is just the way things were meant to be. I have to admit, it's kind of beautiful, but in a strange way. I don't have to worry about grieving about others or them grieving about me. It's just done. Goodbye world. I'm the preacher from hell. The preacher from hell. Come to my church. Get on your knees. What do we need? Extinction.
This call may be monitored or recorded for quality assurance or training purposes. California, good morning Europe. We welcome the new century with exciting family events. Y2K IK, Apocalypse Mañana, Fox Entertainment Anuncia. Arab terrorists inside your psyche, tornadoes on the evening news, an 8.7 earthquake, not the big one yet. And to keep you insomniac tonight, we've got, we've got unprecedented inflation just for you. Crack, Prozac, Quaaludes, Ginkgo, Ginseng, Melatonin, just for you. And for your personal pleasure, Robo Rangers riding missiles pointing at your heart. Narcocholos, pendencieros, samuráis, transformers y mojados. Todos contra todos, within and vice versa, taking turns to stalk your home. Your home. Channel 12, Televisión Amiga. We'll be back. We'll be back. Cansado estoy y cansado permanezco por los siglos de los siglos. Let me lose. Cansado estoy y cansado permanezco por los siglos de los siglos. Let me lose. Historia, histeria. The border is open tonight. Historia, histeria. The border is open tonight. Hollywood in shock, the time reports, fire again, from DJ to Ventura, fire again, cadena perpetua, 120 Mexicans on dead row, interact with them on the net, madmix.com, one more day in the life of Califas, la mansión de la muerte. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. The world's biggest iceberg, larger than the state of Rhode Island, is on the move for the first time in over three decades. Measuring 4,000 square kilometers and some 400 meters thick, the city-sized iceberg A23A was created in August 1986 when it was calved from the Antarctic coastline. The floating ice chunk quickly became ground in the muddy seafloor and stayed put in the Weddell Sea. Now satellite images have shown it has moved significantly over the past few years. Like most icebergs of the Weddell Sea, it's expected that A23A will drift along with the Antarctic circumpolar current and eventually end up in the South Atlantic Ocean. Eventually, like all icebergs, it will melt away to nothing. The reason for the iceberg's sudden voyage is yet to be understood. Portugal just ran on entirely renewable energy for a record-breaking six consecutive days. The country produced more renewable energy than was consumed for 149 consecutive hours. Beating a previous high of 56 consecutive hours, Portugal also managed to go natural gas-free for 131 hours in a row and for 95 of those hours produced enough clean energy that some could be exported to neighboring Spain. 
In utero, exposure to common air pollutants may lower semen quality and increase the risk of reproductive system disease in men, new research finds. The peer-reviewed Rutgers University study looked at whether exposure to particulate matter called PM2.5 and nitrogen oxide may shorten the distance between the anus and genitals, or the anogenital distance in developing fetuses and newborns. Anogenital distance is a marker of reproductive health related to hormone levels, lower semen quality, fertility, and reproductive disorders, and the research identified a likely link between it and exposure to the pollutants. Thousands of young children go to schools within just 200 feet of farms where pesticides are likely to be sprayed, a new analysis of farms across the United States has found. Although most states have laws restricting how and when pesticides can be applied near schools, pesticide companies and their allies in Congress are trying to preempt such laws. Farmers apply about 1 billion pounds of pesticides every year in the U.S., including a dozen particularly dangerous compounds banned in the European Union. Growers may be applying any number of toxic pesticides within just 200 feet of more than 4,000 elementary schools. The biggest threat to bat populations in the southwest is wind turbines. Roughly half a million bats die each year from wind turbine collisions. Just flying close to the wind turbines can be fatal. A blade slicing nearby creates enough air pressure to kill a bat that it doesn't even strike. The 2023 State of the Bats report predicts that four bat species in the U.S. could lose more than half of their population due to wind energy facilities in the next 15 years if no mitigation measures are taken. While bird deaths have long been cited as a drawback of wind power, the turbines' impacts on bats could have much larger environmental impacts. More than one in five of Earth's mammals are bats, which have 1,400 species that can be found on every continent except Antarctica. Between pollination, seed dispersal, and pest control, bats are an integral part of balancing ecosystems all over the globe. Twelve of the world's wealthiest billionaires produce more greenhouse gas emissions from their yachts, private jets, mansions, and financial investments than the annual energy emissions of two million homes. The tycoons include the Amazon boss Jeff Bezos, the Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich, the tech billionaires Bill Gates, Larry Page, and Michael Dell, the inventor and social media company owner Elon Musk, and the Mexican business magnate Carlos Slim. Analysis of their luxury purchases, which include super yachts, private jets, cars, helicopters, and palatial mansions, combined with the impact of their financial investments and shareholdings, reveals that they account for almost 17 million tons of CO2 and equivalent greenhouse gas emissions annually. Through the corporations they own, billionaires emit a million times more carbon than the average person, equal to the emissions of 4.6 coal-fired power plants over a year. Activists from the Australian pressure group Rising Tide successfully halted all movement at the port of Newcastle on Australia's east coast this weekend. A total of about 1,500 people were involved in the protest at present due to the number of people currently in the shipping channel. All shipping movements have ceased due to safety concerns, irrespective of the cargo they are carrying or intend to load, a port of Newcastle spokesperson said. Rising Tide said it hoped the flotilla of kayaks and small boats would block the export of around 500,000 tons of coal over the weekend. Australia is one of the largest coal exporters in the world. 
New research combines both physiological and archaeological evidence to argue that not only did prehistoric women engage in the practice of hunting, but their female anatomy and biology would have made them intrinsically better suited for it. From a metabolic standpoint, the female body is better suited for endurance activity, which would have been critical in early hunting because they would have had to run the animals down into exhaustion before actually going in for the kill. Anatomically, the female's wider hips allowed for more rotation and longer steps, which would have aided them in the pursuit of large game. Forensic study of bones and remains show the marks of traumatic animal injury incurred by hunting, and women were often buried with hunting weapons. There is no reason to believe that prehistoric women abandoned their hunting while pregnant, breastfeeding, or carrying children, nor is there any indication in the deep past that a strict sexual division of labor existed. Basically, survival was an all-hands-on-deck activity. There weren't enough people living in groups to be specialized in different tasks. Everyone had to be a generalist to survive. Common portrayals of women as physically inferior or the so-called weaker sex are not supported by science. A deep space experiment traveling on NASA's Psyche spacecraft has just beamed a message via laser to Earth from far beyond the moon for the first time, an achievement that could transform how spacecraft communicate. In the farthest ever demonstration of this type, the deep space optical communications beamed a near-infrared laser encoded with test data from its position around 16 million kilometers away, which is around 40 times farther than the moon is from the Earth. Laser communication can transmit vast amounts of data at unprecedented speeds by packing data into the oscillations of these light waves, encoding an optical signal that can carry messages to a receiver via infrared light. Allowing the transmission of more data will allow future missions to carry much higher resolution science instruments, as well as allow for faster communications on potential deep space missions, making possible live streams from the surface of Mars. And now the sound of extinction. Decades after they were wiped out by Soviet hunters on their way to the Antarctic, Blue whales are making a return to the crystal clear waters of the Seychelles in the Indian Ocean. Researchers spent a year recording beneath the waves to detect the whales after filmmakers caught sight of them in 2021 and found they could be breeding in the area. Blue whales are the largest animal to have ever lived on Earth, growing up to 30 meters in length and weighing up to 150 tons. Once prolific in the Indian Ocean and beyond, sustained hunting in the 20th century resulted in more than 340,000 blue whales being killed. The song of the blue whale, despite being the loudest in nature, is inaudible to humans. Although reaching up to 188 decibels, equivalent to a jet engine, the frequency is so low, it is beyond the range of human hearing. The Seychelles is just one area in which blue whales are making a return. In recent years, they have returned to the waters around South Georgia, and in 2021, they were spotted off Spain's Atlantic coast for the first time in more than 40 years. And here, the song of the blue whale.
Well, here we are coming to the end of this half hour of mayhem and apocalypse. I uh, got a lot of people to thank. H.G. Whaley is the young actor reciting the monologue about the end of the world, the nothingness that he faces. R.E.M. makes a brief appearance there at the end with their apocalyptic music. The Fiery Eagles of Justice, a New York jazz group of which I'm a part. Jason Candler, our editor on saxophone and special effects, and Brendan Burke, the head security official of Occupy Wall Street at Sakati Park. Brendan on the drums. The Stop Shopping Choir, the Thank You Song with Carolyn Kelly. Oh, I am living, you are living. That's a wonderful prayer. Thanking the great Che Guevara and all the Nina Simone and just thanking all the people that changed our lives for the better. The liberators no longer with us now, but we're living with them, aren't we? They are alive. Guillermo Gomez Pena with California, Califloss. Califloss. <laughs> A poem for dark times in the golden state. On the Golden Coast. Thank you, Guillermo. Uh, Salvatore D., the director of the Church of Stop Shopping's performances, holds forth with the news from the natural world. And that, that was so perfect coming right after Guillermo's poem just to give us what's, what's actual. And uh, they're both actual. But just to give us the... Just to break it down all the way to the blue whales... Thank you. Thank you so much, Savitri D. Well, I'm Reverend Billy, and I'm here speaking on behalf of this community. We call ourselves the Earth Church. We have in New York, you know, various institutions that claim they are our communities. And we've got these, these enormous buildings in Midtown and Uptown, pillars and miles of glass and kind of a hush inside financed by billionaires weapons dealers big oil <laughs> crypto hedge fund you know they take their money where they can get it they have lost their prestige at this point to such an extent you know you go in there and and and, and you want to know about rembrandt well all right tell me about rembrandt from the Dutch Golden Age. Well, it emerges that the Dutch Golden Age was largely financed by the enslavement of indigenous people. So you find that out, and then you kind of look around and you realize this whole building is. It's not just these Rembrandts hanging on the wall. It's these, it's these curators walking by me right now. So we have to make our own culture. And I'll tell you finally why. Because the big museums and the tenants in Lincoln Center and the, the higher culture, quote-unquote, they really don't believe in climate change, just the way that all of the major American uh, institutions do not. They think it's another, another issue for the liberals. They think it's, you know, it can be overcome by technology, etc., uh, etc. Et I think that's one of them calling me, calling me right now on the phone here. Ready to fire me. No, I don't work there. 
I work for a small scale downtown gift economy. <laughs> the Earth Church. We don't got no pillars. We got wall to wall migrant people. And they are teaching us and they are giving to us. And they're wonderful people. And they're not the violent ones. Those big institutions are the violent ones. Now we're with the best and brightest of the future. We're with the people that New York will become. And we'll follow them on their journey as they teach us. You know, artists through time always had a kind of feeling that things would get better. And a lot of us don't have that feeling anymore. A lot of us don't have a lot of what they call hope. A lot of Sisapueda. No, not really, not anymore. But these people pouring across our city limits here, waving at the Statue of Liberty and coming on in. They are our hope. And we will give them everything we can because they're giving back to us. They came 5,000 miles to be here and we welcome them. We welcome them. Until next week, I wish you a safe and wild, wild seven days. This is Reverend Billy, Earthalooya. Yeah.